0: In this episode, I talk with my colleague, Kyle Spittler. Kyle has been a leader within the consumer engagement space for the past 10 years and most recently at Church and Dwight as manager of consumer relations North America. Prior to that, his experience included time as a customer success manager at Astute, as well as time at another CPG organization really Clark. In addition, Kyle is an active member of SOCAP, the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals, and has served on the board of the Ohio chapter. Hi Kyle, so happy to have you on the podcast
1: today. Hey, hey Denise, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: There's there's so much to talk about here with you, especially your your career experience that that interests me. Um You are someone that's been on the client side in systems analysis. Then you spent some time on the vendor side. And now you're back on the proverbial client side, you know, leading the whole kit and caboodle. Um, In that time, you know, we're looking at two CPGs uh, organizations. So you're really entrenched in that industry. And then also, you know, you started out as someone on, um, I believe on the phones, um, and, and now you're leading this organization. So, um, I was hoping you could just chat a little bit about that journey and maybe some of the decisions that have led you here.
1: Sure thing. Yeah. And, uh, apologies. I know this, uh, (laughs) this, this, uh, COVID environment has us working from home and getting accustomed to, uh, being in part of uh, each other's personal lives. You just heard my dryer buzz there. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Do you want to, you want to take a break and and get that done? That's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, uh, it's been, like you (laughs) said, it's been an interesting journey. Uh, You know, uh, started 10 years ago. Oh gosh. Almost over 10 years ago now um, as a phone rep. At Kimberly Clark, you know, fielding calls about any number of things you can possibly imagine. I moved up there into a social media role um, when we were sort of transitioning digital community management in-house from um, some various agencies, and that experience really got me a chance to do a lot in the way of systems implementation and analytics work. Um, And sort of just was a perfect segue to a third position at KC as systems implementation specialist. Um, And then uh, did that for a little while and uh, had an opportunity come up to go uh, support uh, a a big program over at Alta Resources as a business analyst. Um, So I spent a few years at Alta and had another opportunity come up to go work for Wilkie Global down in Columbus Um, And that was just a fantastic experience, uh, an opportunity to work with so many great customers um, in building out their customer care, you know, strategies and programs. Uh, So it was just an awesome experience. Um, And then, of course, uh, as you mentioned, most recently now at uh, Church and Dwight uh, doing the, uh, the, the management of the North American team.
0: Yeah, and congratulations to you, Kyle. I know that's, yeah, you just had just a little over a year under your belt, and that's that's, uh, fantastic. And, you know, it really speaks to, you know, the career pathing in this industry of consumer engagement um, that's available and out there. Um, Because I think with each one of those roles, you know, it sounds like you, you know, you moved along, you were on the cutting edge. Systems is so important. Social media is so important. You were really able to expose, get exposed to a lot of these um, aspects of the business, um, which I think just continues to help you learn and grow. And especially what I like about your background is, you know, a lot of it is really, um, the foundation of it is analysis, whether it was, you know, looking at call volume uh, trends or looking at brand trends. So I think you're really, really a role model to me um, and to others in the industry um, who are looking to understand those career paths. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I guess
0: I was just wondering, like when you were, um, a you know, the call service rep at Kimberly Clark, were you thinking, oh, this is cool. Maybe I'll run my own, you know, team someday. <laughs> as you know the manager of the consumer relations
1: i really had no i
0: think idea. i know the answer but <laughs> yeah. i just want to hear you i had no
1: idea, had no idea. Uh, i had no idea uh that okay. this was even a possibility for me um you know at the, at the time um I, I just needed a job you know i was coming out of college and uh I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I studied communication in college, and I wasn't very studious, uh, you know. So, so it was uh, it was kind of like, well, shoot, I really need to figure out what I want to do. And then, in doing that job, I really got a passion for it. Um, you know, like I've always sort of been the kind of person who enjoys. Making sure everyone has a good time and everyone has a good experience, and it was sort of just this natural fit it seemed like um, so I feel definitely blessed that I had that initial opportunity. I mean I know that is such a tough job uh I had my days where I was like I can't take another call you know um but then but then you kind of have those other days when you get a letter in the mail from some consumer with their you know, baby's picture in it saying how much they appreciated your service and they'll continue to be a customer because of it. And then those days, you know, kind of make up for the tough ones, you know?
0: Right. Right. Oh, love that. Well, well, we'll switch a little to um, some questions. Um, really, I want to try to just get everybody level set on your, your background, on some of the organizations you've been involved with. And maybe some of the technologies that you've you've been exposed to, so um I'll ask a bunch of questions here, you know looking back um what are some of the functions that consumer i'll call it consumer relations consumer care teams um reported
1: up through oh gosh <laughs> that's uh it's such a mixed bag, you know um, i, I <laughs> <laughs> I think you know in my first sure did <laughs> yeah in my first days, it was very quality driven um you know, and almost every organization i worked with um reported up through quality over the years, I think more and more have sort of started to branch out and report up through like um you know innovation teams or or centers of excellence for customer experience or marketing um i've I've seen some. Oddly enough, that report up through like logistics, (laughs) uh, which is a strange one to me. But um, but, you know, no matter where you are, I think positioned in the organization, your obligation is to support the entire organization, you know, Uh, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't really matter where we report up to. Ultimately, we end up supporting legal, finance, R&D, quality, marketing, you know, uh, you, you name it. Got
0: it. It's it's true though. I mean, if you want to learn, or another another pitch for the industry, if you want to learn about you know how a business works, this Absolutely. is such a great place to be, because you are touching all those stakeholders, and you you know you're a little da- you're dangerous because you know a little bit about each one as they relate to the the consumer. All right, um, how about this? You know the size or the the volume of contacts and some of your experiences um, that you supported. Do you have a range or?
1: Yeah, again, there it's been interesting, you know, you you deal with some of the, you know, agricultural companies out on the West Coast who maybe get 10,000 calls in a year. Um, Or you could deal with some of the, you know, Fortune um, 500 companies that get, you know, 10,000 calls in a day. Uh, so it's been quite a big range um, and it's been cool really to go around and, and have a chance to, um, you know, learn about how each of those different size organizations works. You know, you find that in a smaller organization, you've got one person who's the manager doing the work of, you know, 10 people. Uh, at a bigger company uh the workload doesn't change you just have less people to do it you know um so so yeah it's uh it's a mixed bag for sure
0: yeah and and i can imagine when you're working with clients or or companies that have different contract volumes you know there's there's a variety of ways that they're going to capture that data so what are some of the um CRM tools or or was it sometimes captured just in an excel spreadsheet yeah. <laughs> sure um, you could share.
1: Yeah. Those. I've seen the Excel spreadsheets and the Microsoft access databases and, uh, you know, um, and, and some pretty robust and sophisticated things, you know, like a student is doing in Salesforce Zendesk. Um, I've not personally worked with uh, the, the latter of the two um, but aside from a few Salesforce products, you know, some of their social media things. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a, a wide variety out there and, And it's an interesting mix, too, sometimes. How about
0: the mix of things you've seen on the, um, as far as reporting tools go or folks taking it out of your CRM?
1: Yeah, there there again, I mean, uh, it depends how sort of, you know, advanced your reporting technology is and your budget allows. Um, But there's some pretty sophisticated tools out there like Tableau and and Power BI, Um, my the majority of my experience was with Wilkie's Insight tool, now Astute's Insight tool, um, which is a, a really good BI dashboarding tool, um, but everyone starts somewhere. I mean, my, my start was was learning from uh, a guy by the name of Dave Peschel in Excel, you know, <laughs> and just putting together some CSV outputs out. and pivot tables from Excel, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Shout out to Dave, someone we both know, um, although you've worked with him. Directly, quite a while. Um, great yeah. guy. Now, the social media technologies that you've seen in your experience, can you share any of those? Yeah. So
1: the the very first, I guess, well, I guess, second job that I had at at KC, um, I looked at a lot of tools back then, um, just out of interest, you know, and um, ultimately implemented the Wilkie Smart tool, um, which is very straightforward in uh, in just. Consumer engagement, you know, that was the the laser focus of that tool. There were some others um, that uh, I've used over the years. Um, back in the day, it was called Radian Six, but Salesforce has uh, morphed that into, I think they call it Social Studio nowadays. Um, and it's it's just grown. Um, but those are those are kind of the primary two that I've worked with over the years. Loved them both.
0: Got it. Got it. Well, anything to help manage that deluge of comments that, you know, we've seen come through that channel.
1: Made an interesting comment there, like the, about the smattering of data. And I think it's worth exploring. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's crazy to me how many different, um, you know, tools you need to actually manage all of these different channels. You know, when you're talking about ratings and reviews, uh, you know, web or text chats, inbound social media from like facebook or instagram or or whatever um it's just it's just astonishing that there's not one single you know solution for everything um but you know yeah uh, a great point and and maybe some technology folks out there will uh (laughs) you know perk their ears up and there's an opportunity you know
0: yeah Somebody um, I'm sure is working on that. Uh, Let's just say, I hope they are. Um, I hope they are. (laughs) So, you know, getting back to you and and data, um, you know, you've been hands-on. I'm sure you've got folks that um, have worked for you as well, you know, analyzing the data. So thinking about any aspects of your experience with data, can you, Can you talk about something, you know, maybe at a high level, uh, an analysis that really was able to help move the business forward?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, There's been a lot of times, um, but I found the most effective ways when you're when you're telling stories, you know, when you're actually, you know, voicing the consumer's experience rather than just showing a chart, you know? Um, And so some of the most powerful, um, you know, experiences that I've had in actually having data resonate with folks is when you actually take some snippets of call recordings and include it when, when you're presenting a deck or when you're walking through charts um, so you can actually hear right from the consumer's mouth, the problem that's being pointed out on the chart, you know, um, and, and that tends to be where I've seen the most success in, in moving people, you know? Um, but yeah, there's been a a ton of different experiences where that's been effective.
0: Cool. Are you somebody who, you know, have kind of gotten into the whole statistical analysis, uh, with data or not so much?
1: Sure. Yeah. It, 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 sort of, um, It depends on your audience, you know. A a lot of times you run into um, people who just don't really understand um, what the significance is, but other times you have scientists or you know statisticians you're working with that want to see it a specific way. Um, So using things like IMR um, charts, um, even doing some sort of comparison analysis. based on population sizes and things. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, to an extent, but it's not often that you're asked for that. I I think, um, most times it's it's more like normalized complaint ratios with, with volume units, you know, um, whether it's units sold or units produced or units shipped, everyone has a different, you know, a different metric. Um, but yeah, very seldom have I been asked for statistical analysis, um, short of some Six Sigma projects or things like that. Um, but uh but yeah, <laughs> there has been a little bit of that in there too.
0: Got it. I mean, I just, do, it does go back to what is the business question your audience is asking and what's the appropriate. You so you mentioned, I think you said IMR analysis and
1: i'm not sure what That's, that is Can
0: um it's you like share a, top line what's that even stand it for it
1: stands for individual points and moving range so you're basically looking at an individual data point in comparison with its its range over a period of time um and there's control limits that are set uh you know based on whatever threshold you you want um usually the standard is one standard deviation but uh um or at least that's what I've seen people ask for. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a way of setting a threshold and monitoring against the threshold, rather than um, just looking at like absolute complaints or even a complaint ratio comparison to a, a past range of of data points.
0: Um, I, I know I know the concept, but I just never heard it called I M R. So thank you for for that uh, for that. Explanation. Appreciate it. You bet. So, you strike me, Kyle, as someone who really likes to connect the dots. So, whether that's connecting people or connecting data points, so they tell a story. Is that something that you've always found easy to do? Is that something you worked at? Help me understand. you a little bit more so that if there's someone who wants to build those skills, they, they might have some takeaways.
1: I think it, it starts from coming from a place of wanting to be helpful. Um, you know, and I think uh, when you're, when you're young, you know, when you're a kid, you want to, you want to know the answer to everything, right? Like you want to have the answer to everything. And as you get older, hopefully you realize you're never going to have the answer to everything. Um, but, it, but you could, Know who does have the answer you know and uh and so if someone whether it's a client or a coworker or whomever comes to you uh looking for some information um I may not know the answer, but I know someone who's really good at that and i could I could put you in touch and and so that's kind of been you know what what I've tried to do you know is be helpful uh and I think that applies to you know, like you mentioned, data too. Um, if you you know, if you notice something is odd as you're evaluating data and you, you know, you don't have an audience that might be interested in, in learning that in your you know monthly report outs or whatever, you reach out to them and you say, Hey, I noticed this. Um, you might be interested to to see. Uh you know, <laughs> you know, and just sort of, hey, you should talk to um uh, R&D, about the, the this consumer feedback, about a new product idea that we keep hearing, you know, or those kinds of things. If, if there's not already a relationship established and um, you have an opportunity to connect those dots, then I think overall you could be more productive as an organization, you know?
0: Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is you kind of, this just all starts from a good place, a place of you wanting to be helpful. And I think that's a great place to start. And data is a nice icebreaker when you're trying to, you know, build a relationship with somebody in the organization that maybe you haven't worked with um, before. So I think there's some great, great tips for folks. So now I'm wondering if you might have a volunteer group that you'd like to give a shout out to. You know, Maybe it's a group that you volunteered with before or one that, you know, perhaps you're supporting in other ways.
1: Sure. Um, so I don't know, I, I guess um, this past year, you know, I've noticed a lot of my friends that are musicians and uh, and in, in the service industry and things out of, out of work. Um, and so I think uh, one thing um, I would I would give a shout out for is be mindful of that, you know, as as things are starting to open up. And if you, you know, if you can, don't be shy about buying a musician's CD if you see him playing a show or a T-shirt, you know, and don't be shy about over tipping a little bit for those folks who uh, have gone through a pretty stressful year. Um, But um, where I've tried to make a difference, at least recently, is uh, there's an organization in uh, Columbus, Ohio, um, called the Kirk Horn Music Fund. And this organization is focused on providing music education um, for kids all over the world, um, whether it's virtually or with in-person lessons. Uh, And um, I I know for me, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, you know, lower class kid growing up in a small town in Iowa, music was uh, certainly a key to exploring creativity and, and being able to pursue this career. Um, and so I think if we can give kids an opportunity to to do that, it might, might help them, you know, um, out of circumstances that they can't help. Uh, and so I've been trying to work with that group a little bit this past year. Uh, and they're, they're a great group of folks. That's a great shout out. You can read all about it at. Okay. So com. Yep. Well, thank you, Kyle.
0: You've been most, gracious with your time with me and i appreciate you um hanging out on the podcast i sure appreciate
1: you having me denise and i gotta tell you i feel honored uh you know the guests you've had on already are very esteemed and uh established leaders in the industry and really uh i mean I wouldn't have learned throughout the years without the, those three specifically. You know, I've, I've learned different things from over the years, um, and you as well, um, right. and uh, and a whole ton of other people in the community. I mean, uh, th- this is this has been awesome, uh, and it's all thanks to the mentors and, and leaders that I, I've got to work with over the years. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Thank you, Denise. Huh? Appreciate it.
0: If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple podcast and follow the My Curious Colleague page on LinkedIn and be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. Ciao.
1: You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.